Tonight on Piers Morgan Uncensored, a world-exclusive interview. He was Hollywood's Oscar-winning golden boy until his career collapsed in scandal. Cuba Gooding Jr., one-on-one. -on -one. From London, this is Piers Morgan Uncensored. Well, good evening from London. Welcome to Piers Morgan Uncensored. Tonight, Cuba Gooding Jr., one-on-one. -on -one. Cuba Gooding Jr. was Hollywood's golden boy. Box office belters like Boys in the Hood and a few good men took him to the top tier of Tinseltown. An Oscar-winning role in Jerry Maguire made him iconic. He also landed in one of cinema's most iconic catchphrases. Show me the money. <laughs> Tom Cruise, I love you, brother! I love you, man! But the golden statue was the beginning of the golden boy's unravelling. Anxious to protect his superstar status, he turned down role after role, rejecting Spielberg for Amistad and Michael Mann for Collateral. He even turned down the lead in The Last King of Scotland, a role which netted Forrest Whitaker the Academy's top award. And after a lost decade in the Hollywood shadows, he lost his shine once and for all, facing a spate of allegations about inappropriate behaviour with women. This year, he confessed to charges of forcible touching with two other counts of non-consensual contact, narrowly escaping jail. Now, Cuba Gooding Jr. wants a shot at redemption. Tonight, he'll make his case, and it will all be uncensored. Well, I'm joined now by Cuba Gooding Jr. Cuba, thank you very much for, for coming on the show. Of course. Pierce, thank you for having me. I'm glad to be here. Last time I interviewed you was quite a few years ago now, probably uh, 10 or 11 years ago. The Butler. Yeah, and it was a great film, and I loved the interview, and you were with Oprah and all these others that were, that were doing it. And your career seemed great, your life seemed in a good place, everything was good in the world of Cuba Gooding Jr. Very different circumstances for you when we meet today. When you look back on everything that's happened to you in the last few years, what do you feel about it? I mean, we have, <clears throat> we have the whole show to talk, but, uh, you know, in 2013, separated from my wife of 20-something years, uh, 2000. 17, 18, my father passes away suddenly. Um, and then, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's one of those moments in my life where I was trying to numb the pain. So I would, you know, just kind of go out and not worry about a thing, you know? And, uh, and it, uh, it, it opened me up to a lot of um, interactions with people in uh, clubs and bars and whatnot. And I, you know, it's, the world knows, I pled guilty uh, for uh, the count of, for uh, forcible touching, uh, ki kissed a waitress. So that's that. I'm not here to shame anybody or to, to you know, uh, take any of these women who, you know, made their uh, statements. But it is one of those moments where I look back and I say, how did you find yourself in this scenario, in this situation? So I reflect on that day at the uh, Bubbles party in New York City, sitting with my girlfriend uh, and, uh, at a booth with people coming and going. You know, I've, <laughs> I've been doing a lot of karaoke. <laughs> I was on uh, the West End stage doing Chicago the Musical, and then I took it to Broadway. So I find myself with a microphone singing and entertaining crowds. And at this particular day, we had a group of people who had come up to us. Anyway, um, a young lady came and sat uh, next to uh, my girlfriend and 
Um, she said she was a huge fan of Snow Dogs. And uh, we conversed. And then when our, our group left, I, I believe I gave her a kiss on the hand, and we left. And my girlfriend stopped her from coming, and I think that upset her or whatever. And this is all on tape, which is the funniest thing. And so you see her follow us around the, the club. And eventually, I, because I had to get on a plane, said goodbye to my group and left. And you see her look for me, go up to a security guard, make a statement to him. And then the police show, she makes a statement to them, they review the tapes. The tapes, uh, uh, they review every moment that they can for the time I was there. They don't see any of the claims that she made. Um, and then the special victims unit um, personnel from the DA's office shows, and they explain to this person what they saw on the tapes, and the person obviously um, went ahead with uh, putting out an, a warrant for my arrest. So when I land in LA, my lawyer calls me and says, you gotta come back. Some woman said that you touched her breast. And I said, when and where? So to make a long story short, um, you know, one of the police officers, somebody in the, in the police department released the, the mugshot and they were fired. They released the video that showed exactly what I explained to you on the video. But I had been um, told that when I show up to the police station, that they'll, um, they'll, they'll have to drive me to the courthouse to see the judge. And there's press in the front, so they'll take me out back. So I said, fine. And we walked out back, and it was the world, as you saw. Me in handcuffs, going in the car. And that moment kind of started this snowball siren effect of the DA weaponizing the police force. And I get it. I'm, uh, you know, uh, at home. I'm, I'm seeing all of the, the news accounts. And then um, what I've come to find later is that the DA's office went to the people who work with the, uh, the Tau group, and they said, we want all the footage of any time Cuba's ever been in your nightclubs. And at the time, I had a friend who was a promoter. So I was at the Bubbles party. I was at a, another uh, two other establishments up there. And they literally combed everything to see if they could find any other instances of impropriety. So they found another clip where I had uh, uh, gestured towards a waitress as I was leaving touched her back, went to give her a high five. She said, don't pinch my butt. That was the second indictment. And then the third one, at the end of an evening, with a waitress uh, who gives me um, my bill, I gave her a big tip. So she comes back, you see her, she kisses me on the cheek. So I turn and I give her a kiss on the lips. So now fast forward to the pandemic, where all court activity stops. And for over a year, year and a half, you know, we all just reflected on where we had been. The DA had continued to ask for women to come forward with any interactions, like a siren call. 30 women came forward. 30 women. One of them was in St. Louis, and I think 
I was there for two hours. I was, you know, the uh, Mark McGuire hit uh, home run 70, 71. I threw out the pitch. So, you know, I, 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 I don't know. I think they all, it, it, it is what it is again. Um, and then eventually when the courts opened, my lawyers said, listen, we could go to trial and we can, you know, show the video footage of all three instances. They can show you partying and singing in your karaoke. And they can, you know, go through this stuff. Or we can take this deal of you because you did kiss the girl. And I said, 100%. And they have this thing called a repleter. So when I, and I, know, I heard you in your opening that I pled guilty and all these things. The guilty charge was for a violation of forcible kissing. Mm. And after six months of therapy, the judge repleted it down to a violation. Mm. I've had violations parking it's harassment. It, it was first uh, harassment, yes, correct. So, yeah, here we are. Here we are. And, I mean, look, yeah, I, yeah. you've obviously, you've not done interviews, so it's all right. just come splurging out. I wanted to let I you know. say your bit. No, I yeah. get it, because you've not spoken about this, and so you've been thinking about nothing else, and obviously it all just comes out and is very centred on your mind. When I've looked at everything that's happened to you in totality, yeah. would it be fair to say, when you look back at your behaviour in that period, that you were clubbing a lot? Oh, I was a moron. Right. Yes, Drink, I was drinking, drinking a lot. and I don't do drugs. I don't do cocaine or any of that right. stuff. But, but you were a drinking a lot, partying a yeah. lot, yeah. and you were behaving by what most people would consider, certainly today, to be inappropriate towards a lot of women. It just didn't cross your mind that your behaviour was not inappropriate. It, it wasn't that it was... My behavior was focused towards women. It was I was carefree in front of groups and crowds of people. If you see on that footage of me kissing the waitress, I also kissed male bartenders. I was high-fiving people going with bottle service. So, yes, if, the, if, it was, if that is inappropriate, then yeah. I mean, some of the allegations that women made, and I want to make it clear, yeah. no charges were brought on these. Right. And, I'm, you know, I, I know that in Hollywood, a lot of very famous stars, they get a lot of false allegations. So I'm not presuming any of these to be true or otherwise. Right. They were never uh, things that led to charges. But there seemed to just be a pattern of, of claims. You know, a woman uh, in 2001, he rubbed his groin and pelvis hard against her bottom. 2003, put his hand on a woman's buttocks and squeezed it when they had a picture together. Another bar in 2006, bit a woman on her shoulder twice and thrust his pelvis against her. Uh, another woman in the Hard Rock in Las Vegas, 2007, licked, kissed her, licked her face, grabbed her bottom, and so on. I'm going to go through them all. Um, and as I say, I don't know the veracity of each individual claim, but there were a lot of women who came forward who all made claims that you just behaved in a way that was inappropriate and bordering on a form of assault. Now, I'm not here to relitigate what's happened to you. You pled guilty and you've been dealt with, and you apologise for your conduct to any women that you'd offend. 100%. 100%. I own that. Right. So what, to all these women, without wanting to go over each individual thing, right, right, but right. to every woman who's made a claim like this against you for just inappropriate touching of some description, what, what is your message to them? Well, it's like I said in court. I don't want anybody to feel that they've been treated inappropriately or harassed by me in any way. I love my fans. I love men and women, all of my fans. Um, 
You know, I look, I look back on my life, okay, uh, and I spoke about this when I did Boys in the Hood. Um, we were homeless for a while in Orange County, living in a car, and my mom found a women's abuse shelter for us to find refuge in. And the, the rules of the, in Santa Ana, California, and the rules of the shelter is that you can only stay there for not more than 48 hours before you're transferred to the next facility. And at the time, I was around 14, 15 years old, and I remember, I remember these women coming in, and, and the conductor of the facility said, you have to go in your room, because they didn't want any male presence when they came to the living room area of this house. And to think that women would think that I would cause that heartache to them is devastating to me. And I, I saw the effects, the trauma that these women had went through. So I, I take that very, very seriously. And I, I look at a lot of these things to me as, um, you know, it's just, it's, it's a time for growth and reflection. Still to come, more from my exclusive interview with Cuba Gooding Jr. Despite the harm to me, Cuba Gooding Jr. walks away from the court a free man without a record. It's like it never happened. Truth, truth, Pierce. This video footage of it, there was no contact with her breast. That's the truth. Are you are you ashamed of your baby in that period? I think I think yeah. And, and some of the, some of those the boisterous thing. The thing about me too is a lot of people when they when they meet me and they come to know my energy. They always think, oh, he's got to be on some drug. It's too much energy. Well, look, I mean, I, I mean you're, the role you won the Oscar for in Jerry Maguire is one of the all-time great roles, one of my favourite characters ever, yeah. you know, in that movie. Um, but people would look at this and say, well, that's not an excuse for the kind of behaviour that you were accused of doing and indeed that you've admitted to doing, that you may have had tough stuff in your life, you may have had a tough moment when you split from your wife, your father died, all these things, of course, they're hard things which people go through in life, but it doesn't turn most people into what you became for that period. So uh, I... So what do you say to the, that? Uh, the, the answer to that is, you know, it's you have to live in your truth. And I know in my truth, I didn't mean to disrespect anyone. And I know in my truth, and again, on the videos... I have, a, I have video, a problem with the phrase, my truth. I'll be honest right, with you. Well, so let me... Can I I, just, I've always had a problem with the phrase, my truth. Because to me, as a journalist, there's the truth. You're right. So The let's, facts. Let's strike When the people start my, talking about my truth, it sounds a bit like Meghan Markle with Oprah Winfrey. It's like, so, you, it gives uh, you a licence to say what you want. Because uh, it's what uh, you 100%. Feel, right? and, I, and I totally agree, and I know your situation with Meghan yeah. Markle. I know that whole thing. So let's take the word, my, out. There's video footage of the interactions right. with these women that showed the truth of what happened. And it's funny. So I had so many people come up to me in the street and say, I support you, I saw the video, blah, blah, blah. But the one thing that I found that really hit me, and I said, okay, now it's time for me to mention this, to talk about it. I mean, it's like, it's basically, I started in this career loved, and people are like, oh, his energy. Nothing's changed with me, but I do have to address it for what you just said about my, it's not my truth, it is the truth. Mm. But this one woman commented, on, on my, uh, my, my, my uh, social media platform, she says, thank you for pleading guilty. I may be wrong, but I think you are the first in these sort of cases to do so. 
That is a courageous move of integrity. I keep hoping some man with influence will demonstrate for others how to stand in accountability, make amends, learn and continue to be held in love. Truth and reconciliation begins with truth. So thank you. I hope you are weathering the storm okay. Keep standing tall and hope you will be a front runner of change. And not only that, everything, Pierce, I pray, and my, my mom taught me this when I was young, everything happens in God's will mm. if you pray it. Because if you're doing what you're supposed to be doing, God will take you to the but next level. Okay, but what would you say, for example, to Kelsey Habit? Now, she was the woman who says that you fondled her breast at the Magic Hour rooftop in New York in 2019. You weren't charged over the incident. Uh, a decision that outraged her. She said it, that she was robbed of justice, and she said this. The one thing I was promised in the end was an apology in court for what he did to me and for the opportunity to tell my side in a victim impact statement since I wouldn't get my day in court. When it came time to make that apology, Cuba Gooding Jr.'s exact words were, I'm sorry if I made anyone feel inappropriately touched. I didn't just feel inappropriately touched. I was inappropriately touched. Because of what he did, I have to worry about a guy's intentions when he talks to me on the bus. I have to worry about where a guy's hands are when he squeezes past me in the supermarket. I have to be worried about riding in the elevator alone with a man because there's nothing shielding me from something going wrong. Despite the harm to me, Cuba Gooding Jr. walks away from the court a free man without a record. It's like it never happened. But can the same thing be said for the women he did this to? Is it like it never happened to me? So the first thing I'll say is what I already did, and I apologize to all my fans, mm. but the second thing is truth. Truth, Pierce. Mm. There's video footage of it. There was no contact with her breast. That's the truth. Mm. The other impact statement of the other girl, I don't know if you're going to read that, she said, oh, the video footage didn't show him pinching my butt. That was later. That's not true. That's not true. So the I suppose, I, look, I suppose the, the point I would make to you, given yeah. that you've admitted yeah. Yeah. to a criminal offence, right? We just have to put that on the table. You did. Like I say, there were a myriad stories that came forward. And who knows where the truth lies because they weren't all put through a court process. Right. But given your admission, yeah. do you understand that, you know, parking that specific case to one side and maybe many of the others. But do you accept that this was perhaps the unintended consequence of your behaviour, which you never really factored in, that actually what may seem just like casual fun in a club actually can have real-time effects on people? And again, I have to say to you, Pierce, if you see the video footage, mm. which is there and evident, and if there was inappropriate other than the kiss to the waitress... I wouldn't have been able to, to, to take the deal. Well, take, take the kiss to the waitress, that right. she pleaded guilty to, right? Right. That was forcibly touching somebody right. against their she will. She kissed me on my cheek, and I grabbed her and kissed okay. her on the lip, so, 100%. So on that... So, and now, here's the thing, and I just want to be... Because you said course. my truth. We'll, we'll let that go. I got attacked for that. I won't say that again. But 
the truth of me and the waitress mm. is what I pled guilty to. Yes. The other charges didn't happen. Right. Or I would have pled guilty to them. Mm. That's the truth. Mm. I hope you understand that. I, I know. I, okay. I understand that completely. Okay, yeah. I, I'm really talking about... It seems to me what you're saying is that for a number of reasons in your life, you started drinking heavily, partying heavily, perhaps losing your way a bit. And that in that period, there may be a lot of interaction with women. So you didn't intend to be harmful. I totally understand. But that actually, for a lot of them, it seems totally they, they did feel harmed yeah. by it. And I wouldn't want anybody to feel inappropriate, uh, that I was inappropriate in any way. And, and like I told you, you know, being home for two years, staring at yourself, going, how'd you put yourself in this situation? What were you feeling when you were going through that period? I mean... Sitting was... on your own, you're Cuba Gooding Jr. Yeah. You're a globally famous man. You've been in some of the greatest movies ever made. You were a Hollywood superstar with everything that goes with it. And then suddenly you're there, you're sitting there in a pandemic, you're locked down. You're locked down with your thoughts about your own behaviour and the kind of person you are. What did you deduce about where you got to in life? Well, I was, like everybody else, the only communications that anyone had with me was through my lawyers and headlines that uh, certain media outlets would love to splash. And the things that were said, and it's so funny, it's like I look at, I look at when a lawyer speaks on your behalf, they never say, that attorney said this or that. Mm -hmm. they, they only say, Cuba Gooding Jr. says her breasts were too small, or Cuba Gooding Jr. did this or that. And it was, it was horrifying. It was horrifying because your words are not your words. They're someone else's, and then that becomes the headline. Whether it's true or not, that's what people see and that's what people believe. So that period was one of those times where I just had to, you know, like everyone else, I had to sit there and, and, and reflect on it and hopefully... Was it a very emotional time for you? Oh, 100%. 100%. It's, you know... I mean, it's I mean, you like, must have felt like you'd lost everything, right? Yeah, well, it's what, more than that, it was like, you don't want to let down those who have supported you and, and brought you where you're at. Mm. And my family, my friends, who are responsible for the success that I have today, uh, yeah, you feel, you feel a guilt. You feel a guilt and you, and you get through that and you work on ways to improve yourself. Have you changed yourself? I, 100%. In what way? I, it's one of those things now, and it's funny too because I don't want this to stop me connecting with my fans. I don't want this to stop me connecting with the gregarious behavior in terms of the positive energy that I have. So I, I just, you know, I'm uh, 10 times more aware of what's going on around me, and I just use that as my focus. You've got three children, I including a, a teenage daughter. Yes. Wait, Mason, happy birthday. Oh, it's a birthday? 14. Oh, OK. His birthday, yes. Oh, Mason, he's yes, my new and improved model, yes, Mason Cuban. Your daughter's 17, I think, is that yeah. right? I'm, I've got a, a daughter as well, who's yeah. uh, 11. When you have a teenage daughter, in particular, I would think, this kind of scandal must hit particularly hard at home. Yeah, what kind of conversations yeah. have you had to have with her? It's, it's one of those things where you have to allow every experience in your life, it's almost like I can't take the positive, the Oscars and the, the, the fame, and ignore the negative. It's, it's, all, it's all encompassing of what, where I am today and who I am today. And it's, it's, you know, it's, it's one of those things where 
she has to find her own truth in her moments, and I have to be supportive of whatever may come. Has she forgiven you for it? You know, it's one of the conversations that I haven't really had about her because I think she, she just, she's shown me so much love. You know, it's like on my phones, I have two images of my mom and my, my daughter, and it's the, one of those things where they, they remind me of how the source of my strength, mm. which is family and God, and that's it. Who were the most important members of your family to you? All of them. Who, when you think about your behavior and who you answer to, if you like? Oh, the, the females in your life, of course. Your mother, your daughter, your sister, my cousin. What's been your mother's reaction to everything? You know, again, she's been really supportive. She's been there uh, through a lot of these scandalous headlines, which, again, I have no control over. And it's one of those moments where you just you say, you know, your reactions affect everybody around you. Well, next to like Cuba Gooding Jr. reveals which of his famous friends are stuck by him and the ones who haven't. I go from winning an Oscar to having to walk around Hollywood, wherever it may be, with a sex scandal erupting around your, your image, if you like. What's that? experience like you know it's it, it again it's like it's just one of those aspects of being someone in the spotlight you can't stand on stage with an award over your head and accept that but not accept this mm. and it's just it's just it is what it is it's the business that but we're particularly in. for someone like you who's got such a you know your 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 normal personality is so bursting with energy and positivity. You very like the character you played in Jerry Maguire yeah. from my experience of interviewing you. This, is, you know, this must have dented a lot of that self-confidence you had, the swagger. No, 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 I'm still killing it. <laughs> still killing the game. No, but seriously. Seriously, I mean, it's... it's it hasn't dented your confidence it, at all? To me, I am who I am. I know God's reason why I'm here. I've been given certain gifts and insights. Mm. And it's funny because... You, you and the media love to speak of the scandal and talk about it and, oh, no. And my thing is, is my interactions with the people, mm. you know, we have this, uh, and we haven't talked about this company, Viewit, V-E-U-I-T.com, which is like, the I think, the answer to a lot of situations that we, we are dealing in society. But one of our uh, NFT projects, so to speak, is this thing called Cuba Goodness, which is, I've probably taken 10,000 selfies with people around the world. And we're uh, putting out a call for them to send us any selfie I've ever taken and in turn receive a piece of this NFT. So to me, it's like you are who you are as long as you own who you are. And if you feel like you've done a disservice, you have to grow from it and not repeat it. The stuff that you, were, that you play guilty to is... You know, on the general scale of crime, most people would not see that as particularly heinous, albeit it was wrong and inappropriate and you've paid the price for it. But you are facing potentially far more serious allegations. The Hollywood lawyer Gloria Allred represents an alleged rape victim, so she's going to proceed with an ongoing $6 million civil lawsuit because justice wasn't achieved when you got your no-jail plea deal. What's your response to that 
you know, like I said to you, all of these women came, they made their statements, everybody has their, their um, right to speak what they perceive is their right to speak about. And like you just said, if there's a Do you think it should all be settled in court? I, I, I'm sorry? Well, I'll give you a parallel. So Prince Andrew over here, for example, kept saying, I'm going to clear my name, clear my name, clear my name, and at the last minute he settled with a, an accuser, uh, gave her millions and millions of dollars. And people have drawn their own conclusions from that, notwithstanding he made no admission of liability. Right. In your case, you did make an admission of criminal activity, and you were convicted on that basis. Um, and as that person sent you that, that note, in a way that is laudable to admit what you did and then to try and reshape your life and to seek, I guess, some form of redemption. Right. Which is where you are now. There'll be people watching this and some might say he should never be forgiven, right? It's disgusting behaviour and everything. There'll be others who say, actually, on balance, for what he was found guilty of, what he admitted, um, he should be given a second chance. We're in a weird time in, in the world. Yeah. This cancel culture, yeah. you know, uh, atmosphere, where people are very unforgiving, aren't they? They're very quick to destroy people. They don't want to ever give them a chance to come back. Right. What do you say to those people about why you should be given a second chance? You know, you just said it. I don't have to say it. People will think one thing or they'll think another. I'm not here to convince them of what they think. I can just present myself as who I am. On the wider issue of cancel culture, what do you make of it? What do you think of it as you know, a part of modern society? Yeah. Back in the days of the um, uh, star system, they used to have departments, heads of, uh, 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 of every studio that just dealt with the image of the celebrity. Mm. And it was to make sure that you saw them with their kids and in the park and the, and the studio focused on it. And at some point when the system broke down, that department changed from that to the reality of scandal. And then it became fun. The housewives of, you know, fill in the city and this divorce and this scandalous, um, you know, behavior from the celebrity, and that became the business of Hollywood. And now you have the regurgitation of that into this movement that's not unlike the McCarthy era, where now they're like, if you say or do anything, oh, yeah, no, he's canceled, we move on. There's no uh, revisiting. How has Hollywood responded to what's happened to you, particularly since yeah. you made your admission? So when you played guilty, what's been the reaction since? Has Hollywood shunned you? Are all the doors shut? Are some open again? How has it viewed what you did? It's been a little bit of everything. It's been a little bit of everything, Pierce. And the, and the thing with me is, you know, uh, it's funny. It's like going back to the media and the headlines. I did this um, charity event uh, uh, for uh, uh, children, uh, cancer, pediatric cancer. And they asked me to sing with the band. And so they gave me a mic, I went on stage, and we did this song, and we raised almost a million dollars that night. And yet the headline says, Cuba jumps up on stage and starts singing, you know, Hey Jude, which is not the song I sang. I sang Come Together by the Beatles. But that was one of those things where I get it. The narrative fits for me to be this ogre, but it still doesn't change, not my truth, the truth of who I am. Right. Your girlfriend, uh, Claudine, she stood by you yeah. throughout all Yeah, this. she was there. She was sitting in between us. Right. 
So what does she on my arm the whole time? What does she make of it? She thinks it's ridiculous. She absolutely does. But I don't want to speak for anybody else but me because that's who I'm here. Your girlfriend has been around you when some of these allegations have been made and she stood by you. Is that because she believes you're a completely innocent man about all these things? Or does she just understand you and think that part of your shtick is you're very tactile with people? I think she supports me because she loves me. And I think that she obviously knows the truth about what happened that day. And, and she's, you know, she's just a great lady. You gonna marry her? No, 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 I've been, been there, done that. I've, <laughs> I've, I know I shouldn't say it like that. Take you for life? Yeah, never, you never know. But no, I, I, I've, uh, right now I got enough taking care of me. And, and, and uh, my, like I say, Piper goes to, to college in, in a, a very short time. Mm. I wanna make sure she has as much support as she has and attention she, she needs from me. And, uh, but it's hard, isn't it, for anyone in the public eye when this happens with kids? Oh, Very 100%. And what do you say to your sons about it? You know, my sons and I talk ad nauseum about everything. Mm. Like I say, Mason turns 26 today. Spencer's 28. You have and a Spencer? I have a Spencer. Yeah, Spencer James Gooding. Yeah, yeah. warriors, warriors. Um, but we, we, we talk about everything, not just this, everything. And it's, it's because it's my job to really, and I mean this, make them my new and improved models. And that's what I'm focused on. But do you doing. teach them to learn from your mistakes? 100%. You have to. If you don't learn from your mistake, you're going to repeat it, mm. you know? And, um, and, it's, and it's, it's been my focus now to move my life ahead in a way that not only helps me, but helps others around me. How have all your famous friends reacted to this? Have they stood by you? Have any not stood by you? Has it been a bit of both? It's, it's that thing where the ones that stood by you, they, they communicate with you, and the ones that don't, you don't hear from them. So it's it just, I, I'd have to assume the ones I don't hear from don't stand by me. Are there any or, that are, are, Or I could say they're standing by me in quiet solidarity. I mean, are there any that have really disappointed you with their... I won't do that, but I'll tell you about the love I've seen. Well, I'm asking you to name people. I'm just saying, have no, the, no, I, but have I the... like to name people, but I don't want to do it in a negative way. Like right. 50 Cent, yes. he reached out to me and he said, listen, your, your talent is what it is, and let's do something. Let's, let's roll. Let's make a show together. And I love that. See, that that uh, must mean a lot when people it, do that. It, it's the best. One he thing you haven't mentioned to me is acting. I mean, do you want to act again? All right, well, you want to go to that part of the conversation. I, I have uh, a couple of roles. I... I um, that you signed this, up for? Uh, that I've shot. Right. I did this movie, uh, this, uh, well, we'll start with this series first because I always laugh when I see this photo, but I played the head of a, the CIA at 65. Right. I know, I know, <laughs> I know, I'm aging. Who's that for? This is for a show called Paper Empire. And then I play... Uh, Who's making that? Um, it's uh, Robert Gillings. He's wrote and produced it, and I think they're shopping it around now. But hopefully when we get... Because we launch uh, View It in, um, in uh, January, mm. so we will probably have them on the platform. Um, well, I'm, I'm, I was, you know, obviously, go back to Jerry Maguire. Tom Cruise has just made one of the biggest movies of all time. With yeah, it was Tom, great. Tom oh, Gunn, Maverick. Maverick. It was great. Have you heard from him in recent years? <laughs> Still to come, does Cuba Gooding Jr. keep in touch with his Oscar-winning co-star, Tom Cruise? I'll find out. Obviously, 
going back to Jerry Maguire, Tom Cruise has just made one of the biggest movies of all time. With yeah, it was Tom, great. T- Tom no, Gunn, great. Maverick. Maverick. It was great. Have you heard from him in recent years? I, no, not in a while. Nothing. <laughs> What'd you say? Would you like to have done? You know, it is what it is. I get it. Listen. Do you get it, though? I don't think I would get it in that I, position. I, I have to get it. You know why? Because, like I said, God's will works in my life, good and bad, and I have to accept them both. There's this show that we're doing... Yeah, but, you know, no, no, gonna, I, I've, I've had some difficult stuff in my life over, yeah. over time. And I can remember every single person that put their hand up for me. Yeah. And I can remember even more everyone that disappeared. Right. Or just you just didn't hear from. Right. And you're so inextricably linked to someone like Tom Cruise from that movie. Yeah. You, won, you won an Oscar for that movie, yeah, working yeah, yeah. with him. You think he could have at least have maybe just called? Uh, I, I was also inexplicably linked to Cameron Crowe. Mm. I was linked to James L. Brooks. Mm. But I'm also linked to people that I'm working with now. No, I get it. Do you, I get but, it. No, but do you get it? Because you, it's, it's like I get it. You want to know the dirt about it. But to me... No, no. I'm not, I genuinely am not after any dirt. I just, your thing, your response when I mentioned Tom Cruise's name, actually, yeah. it looked to me like you were a bit hurt you hadn't heard from him. It's the thing where anyone... That shows you support is somebody that you're going to gravitate towards. Mm. The people in my life now... Well, what do you, you feel know, about those who don't? The people that are in my... Uh, watch yourself. The people in my life now, uh, Joe Callahan, who created this technology for View It, uh, Danny Rodriguez, who's a crypto entrepreneur to the nth degree, w- created the show for me called Tycoon mm. that we're going into production in. in did Oprah reach out to you? Uh, oh, no, no. Oprah. Really? No, that's two. That's two. I can't wait to hear number three. I mean, Oprah, you did the, the butler with. I've, I've done a few projects with her. Yeah. Not heard a word. It's, it's one of those things, Pierce, where I, I got to be honest. I'm really not after you. I'm not after any, anything at all from you about it. I just suddenly thought the two people I know, because I interviewed you around the time of the yeah. butler, yeah. I know how big Oprah was and supportive at the time when yeah. things were good. Same with Tom Cruise. It's just it's interesting to me that these two superstars when someone is really going through the worst time of their life, can't even pick a phone up. But is it the worst time of my life, really? I mean, well, think it about it. Honest, it was one of those times that you get through. I think my father's death was probably a little bit harder. Right. So it's now, I, I can't sit and dwell on that. I got to move forward with the positive, Pierce. I have to. It's my life. Where'd you keep your Oscar? You want to... No, yeah, I'm, kidding. No. <laughs> I'm kidding. Where do you uh, keep it? I, I have it in storage. I told you really? I moved. Yeah, I moved from LA to the East Coast, and uh, and now I've just been traveling with the Viewit team. When uh, you think about that moment, I mean, that yeah. must—I I assume yeah. that was a career high for you, winning yeah. the Oscar. Yeah. And I remember the moment because I loved the movie, and it was just a great moment of joy. Yeah. Uh, for you, and joy for your family, and joy for everyone that knew you. Yeah. And I imagine the moment when you win an Oscar. Everyone gravitates to you. You yeah. become like a magnet yeah. to people. Yeah. And that's why I'm just curious about the flip side. That when Yeah, but you just said it. You mm. just said it. Everybody comes like a magnet yes. to you. A magnet everywhere I go, and I want it. I still want it. I am. I will not ever let negativity stop the God-given energy that I have than I've had at the beginning of my career. And that's the simple truth, Pierce. There's nothing else. And I know the projects that I'm working on, which I've explained to you. The film, I, the, the, I know the, the new, act. not just the acting, but the, the new. No, I understand the other business stuff, but the acting yeah. thing in particular, yeah. because yeah. acting's your real passion. Acting is what you're great at doing, right? You know what my real passion is, to be honest with you? I directed a movie. Right. I mean, I'd rather direct than act. Would you? 
A hundred percent. Because you, one, you, you get this village of people who all are there to support your vision. And if your vision is something that they all believe in, they'll do whatever mm. it takes to get that vision made. And, and, you know, I've been writing. I have a writing partner now, um, Todd Machino, and I have been working on several, uh, uh, not only features, but limited mm. series and whatnot. And, um, and we're excited about it to get back in the, in the directing what, chair what you, and in front of the screen. What have you found out about yourself throughout this whole five-year process? Uh, Good and bad. Yeah. Um, that I could be a bit much. My energy can be a bit much for people. Um, a bit and, 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 and anyone can say anything in this, like you said, this climate. So you have to be more aware. You have to be more cognizant of not only what you say you do in your actions. And I, I, I believe that. What have you f discovered about yourself you didn't like that you've changed? Uh, you know, the partying was, you know, it's a bit much. I mean, it's, it's, it's one of those things where you, you, you want to numb that. My mom told me a long time ago, don't numb the pain, feel the pain. But when there was so much of it, I had to numb it, and it felt good. So when you continually to do that, you forget to feel life again. Has your ex-wife been supportive to you? Oh, 100%. Everybody, yeah. in my, everybody in my campus stood by me to get through this moment in time. And now it's my job to make sure that my personal new and improved model helps those. Some people say that when, you know, I've spoken to people who have been to prison. Yeah. I mean, you might, did you have a fear at one stage that might happen to you? No, no. I, it, it, and even, I mean, if you look at any of these uh, allegations, they're, they're misdemeanors. And it was one of those but things to plead, where... to plead guilty, I'm assuming that your legal advice would have been, look, don't take a risk that you might get imprisoned. Take a plea deal. And that's normally why and you do And all of the headlines was like, he avoids jail, he right. avoids jail, he avoids jail. And it was like, it was not my frame of mind to avoid jail. My frame of mind Understand, but was you... to admit guilt to the truth of what happened. Right, right. I mean, but if you hadn't admitted it, you could have faced jail, right? If I hadn't admitted it, I would have taken all of those women to trial and they would have had to live this bile that... I lived, they would have had to live again. Mm. And from that moment, I was in that women abuse shelter, I said, I'd never do that to a woman. I would never put a woman through that. And that's why I'm here. I mean, you did put at least one woman through that because you admitted it. A hundred percent. You put her through something that she- hundred percent. Really was very offended by. I agree. Have you ever reached out to her? Have you ever written to her? Or? I mean, I spoke to her and everyone there in that courtroom. I gave my apology. And it was sincere? Yeah, I think so. You know, it's, it's one of those things in life where you have to focus on the positive but not ignore who you are and where you've come from. You know, it's... It, but do you live in the past? Well, I was going to say to you... Or do you have so, fear for the future? Well, some in people, the moment, you Right, so some people say... I'm only me. cutting you off because you cut me off. I'm, see, it goes I, a two-way street. I don't want to cut you, you know off. You know what I'm saying? I, no, fair enough. You've seen me go off. I actually, you, you triggered a thought process in me, which I, I should have let you finish. But the point I was going to make was on that point. I know people who've, who've been to prison and stuff. Yeah. And they almost always say that the worst moment to them was the kind of moment of, of exposure of what they were accused of doing. And But actually, everything after that was easy to deal with, including going to prison, actually that there's a kind of moment of reckoning when you know you can see what's going to happen to you. Right. And that's the abyss moment. And yeah. And you come out of it 
slowly but surely. Yeah. Are you are you on that trajectory? Having admitted what you did oh, and taken your punishment, do you feel now you're on a trajectory out of this? Because I mean, only last week you had another case where a, you had to pay eighty thousand dollars to a former bartender who said that you groped her in a Manhattan nightclub. That was because you didn't turn up to defend yourself. I, I didn't. I didn't. I could have went and, and said, look at the video and put her through that again, and I just figured... Well, yeah, why wouldn't you do that to clear your name? I, it, because I... It's such a stain to have on your listen, record, right? And listen, you know that. Listen, you right now have already made this theme of mm. this cancel culture that we're in mm. right now. And the only way for me to reconcile that mm. is to be honest and truthful with who I am. Right. And then let you decide where you stand on, on my situation. And that's all I can do, Pierce. But would you rather pay 80000 to not turn up at something to defend yourself or get in there and defend yourself? Well, the logistics of that also mm. was the fact that, as you know, and other uh, people who went and testified and did depositions for um, civil cases, that is used against you in a criminal case. Mm. So it wasn't anything I was going to... Uh, like you said, the jail thing, push and prod the DA to focus on that. So it was one of those things where I was like, it's better to just... So you have thought go. about the possibility of jail? Yeah, in that instance, 100%. You're absolutely When you've correct. had to think about that, how has that made you feel? It's one of those things where if that's the path, then that's the path I'm on. But that would have been, I mean, a real nadir for your life, wouldn't it? I mean, this is from winning an Oscar to a prison cell. Yeah, yeah, I get it. When you, you. when you thought about that, tell me about that, that I feeling. never thought about that. Really? A hundred percent. You just basically said you did. No, no, I said the technicality, because remember, you talk to lawyers and they say, here's the repercussions yeah, no, of, of that. Of course, of course. But it isn't the thing I left the meeting and I went, oh, wow, what would... No, I just don't... I don't allow myself... Those are insecurities and thoughts of darkness. And I don't let darkness... My, my producing partner and I talk all the time... You stay focused on the positivity because mm. it is what it is. So you're going to choose your path out. Where do you hope to be in, like, 10 years' time? Uh, would you, you like to have made another I, movie, for example? I, I would like to have, uh, uh, yeah, done a lot of things, you know, that I keep kind of nibbling into to explain to you. But it's, it's uh, yeah, I'd like to just continue growth, period. I'd and like to see my kids grow and become successful. And if Tom Cruise and, and, powerful and, Oprah, if Tom Cruise and Oprah are watching this interview... <laughs> so you narrowed it down to those two. Well, only because they, they all, all of my co-stars, I love, uh, uh, from uh, them to Sarah Paulson to anyone I've ever worked but with. But just for their benefit, you haven't changed your number? Oh, 100%. I never have. Never will. So they know how to get hold of you? Oh, 100%. Yeah. Would you like them to? i like everybody to get a hold of me. It would mean a lot to you. <laughs> Got your own narrative. I'm just asking I'm not going to cry, Roy. <laughs> no, but it's... It's a big deal. I, I know it's a big deal when people yeah. support or don't support yeah. you. Yeah. It means something to you. Yeah. I, I, I have to stand ready to support those I love. Even if that means that I feel that I didn't feel the support from them, I still, I'm here. I'm not going anywhere. But you wouldn't mind if they called you? <laughs> yeah, that'd be phenomenal. Cuba, thank you very much indeed. Of course. Thank you. Well, that's all from me tonight on Piers Morgan Uncensored. Remember, whatever you're up to, Keep it uncensored. Good night.